Courage is the quality most essential to discovering the language of your world, your heart, and changing your life. It is essential that you do not let up in the chase of your own dreams and life changes. Welcome to Soul Coffee, y'all. Good morning, afternoon, and evening. This is your host, Dr. Jamal Frewster. And if this is your first time listening, I encourage you to take a quick pause and download a few episodes that sound fire to you, whether it be the most recent one, Moving Soulfully Through Burnout, or Guided Meditation to Calm the Soul, which I'm excited to do more of. You can connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Jamal Frewster as you're listening. Feel free to take a screenshot of the episode on Spotify, on podcasts, on whatever app or whatever you're listening to, and at me with the hashtag Soul Coffee Podcast. I'm super pumped as last week's episode was fire and it was the most downloaded within a week of soul coffee as it's really starting to gain traction so i'm just grateful i'm thankful for all that i'm listening and feel free to send this share this with any of your people as it resonates in this episode you'll learn how to move into and through your fears the importance of community why it is important to experience an ego death what is important when moving to a new city and how you can do that with ease and the power of keeping your perspective open. And without further ado, enjoy episode 27 of Soul Coffee, Leaning the Fuck In. So I live with this man. And it started last year. He moved all the way from Connecticut to Oakland and to Tucson without knowing anybody besides me and the Joneses, without knowing anybody else in the city. And uh, he adopted he connected to the people of the community. Um, the first year was really tough. And seeing how he navigated so gracefully with such integrity and optimism, I really inspired me and inspired this episode. So I want to start the episode uh, with this question for you, bro. How did you navigate through your fears and your insecurities and all the challenges throughout all the past year? <sighs> Surrendering and leaning in. My, uh, my biggest fear that you asked me in reflection was, it's a, I knew that I needed help financially. Just graduated coming out here and there was some compression. There's a lot of compression. The most fucking compression I've ever felt in my life. And it wasn't even the fear of not thinking that I didn't have the support. I knew I had the support. I knew I, if I asked that I get the support. But my biggest fear was asking for the support. Taking that leap. I'm looking across the table at this man. And this man spotted me rent for months. Because when I was coming to Tucson from the Bay, there was a lot of things going on. And, you know, the Jones, I wanted to honor them and be able to navigate things in their new home that they just established and were establishing. Soul Revival was coming. So there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in Oakland and walking, you know, just taking a walk and calling this man and being like, yo, bro, uh, probably not going to live with the Joneses. Is there any way that I could stay with you for a few weeks so I can get on my feet, get a spot and, you know, develop from there? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And living with this man, y'all, when you have someone that is aligned with a common purpose or a similar purpose as you, you will experience massive amounts of growth through the vulnerability, through whatever it takes. It is important to know your purpose here and why you're here in life. Like mine was to be able to bridge humanity back to an authentic, organic expression of life and honor all the mentors and people that allow me to get here. And in the reignition, the reconnection to their authentic way of being, there's going to be an increase in consciousness, increase in freedom, increase in permission, and increase in more people experiencing their gifts and ultimately elevating human consciousness and the collective awareness, if that resonates more for you. It's resonant for this man. So when you are in alignment with someone that has a common purpose, watch the fuck out because that's when it becomes whatever it takes. Mm. So humbling myself even as uncomfortable as it was 
to know where I was coming from, even though I was able to, you know, come from chiropractic grad school and um, grateful for the clients that I've mentored and have that little kind of cushion, leaning the fuck in was the only chance or it was the only thing that I could do. I had no other option. There's no other option. No place to go. Heartbroken, no car, no license for chiropractic, no practice for chiropractic. No, I didn't even have a bike. I just had my two fucking legs, two suitcases, my chiropractic table, and my Chinese roommate who's a motherfucking man. And that was all that I needed. As he held this financial container for me, you know, while I was, I'd be like, yo, Luke, can I, can I borrow your car? Yo, man, borrow some money for groceries. And he never, there was, it was never expected for him to say uh, yes. And I knew I had brothers uh, that would support me of Delta Sigma Chi. Shout out to my fraternity. I love y'all so much. That is everything and more to come on community. Uh, people that I had come in close contact with, homies from back in the day, like there was, so, there's so much abundance and support like that people would throw me 50 bucks, hundred, but whatever it may be. But once more, the pride that I had to let go of in order to receive the support that the universe was willing to give me was so crucial. It's like in the investment of humbling yourself and asking for help when you need, you can receive the ultimate support from the universe that's just waiting to give you people, opportunities, events, spaces, and places that are beyond your imagination that will happily help you. And it could have been easy for me to run away, but I think what started off our journey so potently together was essentially both of us getting our shit kicked in at the beginning of the year in April. And this time, this time last year was when things really started to shift Mm -hmm. because of watching the movie Arrival. And if you haven't watched the movie Arrival, y'all, you have to. Well, you don't got to do shit, but you have to because there's potent lessons in it and being able to view one's life from a global consciousness. It was in the Daily Stoic this past week and it reminded me of it. It was talking about an astronaut And when you're able to zoom out from a global consciousness, literally see the earth, see the world, all of the problems that we're experiencing are minuscule. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you zoom out, if you're able to zoom out of your own perspective, that's it. Everything is just, it's a miracle. It's a miracle and it gets easier. It gets easier. Because even though I was getting my shit stomped (laughs) and in in a hard time, the connecting to community to remind me that I am doing great, that I'm doing amazing things, that I'm living my dream, that I'm, I'm here, that I'm, I'm like everything is aligned, that I'm right where I need to be. The community aspect of things is everything. Because when I came here to Tucson, like Lou said, like, yo, I didn't have anybody here, but Alex, the Joneses, that's it. That's it. Three people, five plus the kids. Right. I did have uh, Dr. Keith McLaughlin as well, which I'm grateful for one of my brothers out here. But we hadn't, I don't think, quite fostered our relationship yet at a deep level. Um, And to be able to move through things in this way as a fresh doctor, my biggest advice for any of my new docs, students that are on the way is own the value that it is to be a farmer in your community. What do you mean by that? So you're not farming crops, baby. You're helping cultivate, water, nourish, and take care of the community, which is every single person in your community. You're, help, you're helping them restore health and restore life so that way they can reap a juicy fruit that is their life expression. Increased health, increased adaptability, increased inspiration, increased life, increased happiness, all these things, increased joy. You are a farmer, and that's one of my biggest lessons being a first-year doc. It's like, uh, you're a farmer, not a hunter. If you're coming from a place of scarcity, a place of lack, it's going to be like, oh, everybody's an opportunity to take care of them or to adjust them or whatever. And that, for me, feels out of alignment. It feels out of integrity. It feels great. It's like, yo, when people see me in Tucson, they're like, oh, doc, I got to come over and see you. I'm just like, yo, I'm here. Never. I know, motherfucker. (laughs) 
Because I know I provide value. I know I can be an asset in some way, shape, or form. And if I can't, I know I can tie them to somewhere, some resource, some book, some mentor, something to better their lives if that is the information that they seek. That is, that's what a question is. A question is a request for information. Who's answering? It's not just the individual that you might be asking. And it's not even yourself that you can inquire. You're tapping into everything. Because if you are an extension of the universe, you can access all of the universe all at once. Yeah. So the quality of the questions is the quality of your life. Because yeah. The questions are always going to get answered. Ooh. If you're, if you're clear, open, and willing to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Clear, willing, and open. Mm. That's it. Mm. And so walk us through. Walk us through what the the past year was like for you and some of the um, the lessons you've learned and how did you navigate through it? Mm. Coming here, not knowing anybody. I think the what's inspired me the most is how optimistically this man moves. Wow. Even when things are like that, there's no car, no money for grocery, no money for rent, don't know anybody, families out there in a brand new city. And the level of optimism, like that's just inspiring the heck out of me. And even seeing this man riding his bike <laughs> for the first time on the, his first bike he got from Amazon Marketplace uh, and how happy the, he was. Man, Facebook, Facebook. From, from the Facebook Marketplace. Lit shit. <laughs> And then, and then the um, the the seller it was like this two really kind couple, and they they saw Jamal was like like a little kid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like that's one of the most optimistic person I know. Like one of the po- most positive person I know. Mm. So walk us through, bro. Like, what was mm. that like for you? What's your internal world was like? Ooh, man. I think to understand anyone where they're at right now, it is imperative to appreciate their process. Mm-hmm. However that may be, I imagine through questioning and through one-on-one conversation is one of my favorite ways to be able to understand and appreciate one's story. Quoting Naruto, in case y'all don't watch anime and you haven't watched Naruto, you're fucking missing out. Go do that. But one of the, my favorite quotes was from Sasuke, who's Naruto's best friend, essentially. And he was talking to Naruto's kid when they were older. And his kid was talking about like how he's a horrible father, he's not present or you know, he's not there for him and all these different things. He's like, something you don't need to do is see your, see your father for where he's at now, but understand who was he in the process and how did he get there and who did he become? Mm, the process of everything. Punched me in the gut, bro. That's why anime is fire. There's philosophy ingrained in it and life lessons and morality that I think in today's entertainment in the Western world, you just don't get because it's, get the anime is based out of Eastern philosophy, which is true. And mm-hmm. it's, it's talking energetics back to the point. Uh, you know, I come from being a very angry child, from repressed anger, from a deep, deep core wound of humiliation. There's five wounds to the soul. Humiliation, betrayal, injustice, rejection, and abandonment. I imagine majority of human beings experience some thing that turns into a trauma or a perception of things locking them and crystallizing particleizing them in the past with emotions as i was abused sexually when i was younger and the fuck thing it wasn't even the sexual abuse itself like the event itself that wasn't even the worst part the worst part was how i was treated afterwards from the person that did it and how he influenced those around me that were in around my age that would then patronize me and I felt these deep feelings of isolation and mainly humiliation. Why is this important? I didn't tell anybody this for 13 years, 14 years and didn't even have the conscious recollection of it. I remember getting like a, like, like flashbacks and like different instances, but it wasn't like, didn't slap me in the face and I didn't really remember it until I was in grad school with Kairos chain culture in the presence of Brett Jones, Lance Von Stade, this community where it started to come back to me. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember telling my parents in March 2017 what had happened for the first time on FaceTime and it fucking wrecked them. That's that winter in December when I went home for Christmas, this only happened like about a mile and a half from where I used to live. It happened at my babysitter's uh, space. And I went to her and I told her what her, what her youngest son had done when we were younger, like sat her down in the living room and it was great to see her like so much love. Her husband was there who kind of was there when I was younger as well, but he was always working, but he was present. They were both just present, just so happy to see me. And I dropped that on them. And they asked, you know, why didn't, why didn't you tell me? Like in tears, she was crying. She was, it was, she was devastated, devastated. She's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I didn't want to be a burden. Same reason why I didn't tell my sister. Same reason why I didn't tell my parents. Because I didn't want to burden them with something that might have happened to me. So I just stored it all within me. This led to the next several years of me losing myself and playing video games by myself. um, Exploring because that's where I just got great joy out of. And that's where I was able to just feel happy. Because then when I was in school trying to find myself as a biracial being or a mixed kid coming up in East Hartford, Connecticut, when we got to middle school, like that was the, that was rough as shit. And that's when I was in the thick of it. Cause it happened to me when I was about nine or 10 middle school, you're like 12 ish, 11, 12. So you're growing your body. You don't know where you're at with your body. I had an Afro. I was about like 90 pounds, give or take, like. I got cut from the from the seventh grade soccer team. Like life was rough. And I remember there was a part of it. I was like, fuck it. I was like, no more. Mm. So I remember I just I remember furiously doing like like crunches because I was chunky. I was crushing like three packs of Pop-Tarts a day. <laughs> like just just getting after it in that capacity. And um, I'm saying this all to say that's where the seed was born, where I was able to start efforting consistently to move forward and to advance using my body as my tool to get me through life. So when I got to, got to element or high school, I was a three sport athlete, soccer, wrestling, and track soccer. I was just, I was fast and I developed my speed, even though I couldn't dribble for shit, but I knew how to fucking work hard and I could, I could stick someone wrestling i was like oh perfect i get to unleash upon all this anger that i got on me on the person like across from me in the mat and then track was perfect because i was in amazing shape and my legs propelled me around the track so it got me to a scholarship to go to central connecticut state university and that's where i met a new community and that's where i blossomed anew so that way when i blossomed anew at ccsu i met jordan watkins i met aaron radden daniel hopper harry lewis kendall uh kendall walker like Ryan Budd, Nick Limblum, like all my fucking, like some of my favorite fucking people. And it was a brand new slate to start anew, to spread my wings. Went to Life View, same thing, opened up, connected to as many people that I could when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And this was simply the, the most recent addition or addition of me once more starting over anew, opening up again. So when I got to Tucson, I love being the way that I see things. Some people are like, you have rose colored glasses and I'm, I'm like, well, fuck yeah, because why would I want to look through the world through a lens that's not exciting, inspiring, and fun and honoring to me? I've been there. Right. Which is why I said that. Like, I've been there. I've been miserable. Like, I've been mad as fuck at the world. I've been all that for a good, for the majority of my life. So what you're getting now today is a Jamal Frewster who has gone through the fucking pits of the shit that he, the hardest thing, what is the hardest thing you have ever encountered? And have you dealt with it? Have you dealt with the ramifications of it? Have you dealt with the effects of it? Have you dealt with how it's kept you trapped in the past and how it's scarred your current perspective of the world? Because as you clear this windshield from the shit of life, the trauma, the abuse, the neglect, whatever has happened to you, no judgment because everyone has their own path, but it still can uh, mucky up your windshield. I use this analogy. It muckies up your windshield. Chiropractic, breath work. Uh, insert modality or treatment or whatever you want to do yeah. to help clear yourself. Community helps clear and expand your windshield so that way you can see life for what it is and not for what you are. Mm-hmm. So that way you can align things. That's why we love stoicism so much because it aligns you with what is and helps you focus on what we can control. 
which is my actions, which is my principles. So main one of my main lessons is that I got from a, a, a Seneca Firestarter. He's an amazing male coach. Connected him over IG. And he had been in a place where I've been. Uh, overdraft fees, like all the things, uh, man. Like, all, like y'all, I, I can't even tell you how many overdraft fees like I had at that beginning. And how much that fucking hurts. Yeah, $135. $135. Like, fuck off, Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> but two, it's like... Oh, my pride. And he said, my brother, he's like, your principles are what's going to help get you through this, essentially. So my, your rituals, this is why it's so important that we reflect like with each other, because we had that we were all that we had. So we'd be reflecting, yeah. uh, sitting okay. in ceremony in the evenings and gaining the perspective from what did we do well today? What was the essence of today? What did we learn today? And then apply that to how we can be better. Number two is community because it clears the perspective in different things. And number yeah. three, what are you intaking in your life? What are you reading? Mm. What are you consuming? Because if you're consuming or you're just getting trapped and lost or comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing on social media, well, good fucking luck. It's, it's really important to guard our mind. Mm. It, this is the, our mind is the e easiest uh, place in our consciousness, in our being to get hacked, to get influenced. Mm -hmm. This is why news are so powerful, like people just spreading fear. So yeah, what are you consuming? And, and I'm so grateful for our reflections and readings because we didn't have TV. We still don't have TV <laughs> at this point. We don't watch TV. There's no television. Nah, I don't want that shit. Yeah, we don't watch news. Nope. Hell no. Yeah. No we, thanks. I'm we watch. We, sometimes we watch some fire anime yeah. to inspire us. Yeah. We watch good-ass movies like The Arrival. Watch it. Mm -hmm. Movies like those and uh, reading books. Like these things are nutritious Ooh. when you consume them. Ooh, that's good. And... If if you consume news or some like a scary movie, too much crime story, these are junk food. It's, it's like junk food for the mind. Yeah. It's nourishment yeah. for your mind. That's uh -huh. bullshit. Yeah. Excuse me. It's junk food. It's not in alignment, I imagine, with where you want to be, unless that's where you want to be. Exactly. So this is the thing. Like if if the movie that you want to watch, like, okay, I want to be in that movie. Like I want my life to be like that movie. Because the over and over and over you watch, you consume that thing, it's become, like you said, your lens. It becomes your lens. And so it's so key. Anyway, I want to hear more about okay, what does healing mean to you? Ooh. And your healing journey over the last year. Well, I love Brett Jones, who's going to be on this podcast, ideally next week, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, so strap in. That's going to be amazing. But he said, healing is revealing your already wholeness. My application of that is, it's the recognition, which once more is a sign of life for you, from you, that you are alive. You have everything that you need right now to advance, to progress, to grow, to evolve. And in order and as you heal, once more, you're clearing that windshield. That is so important because otherwise you're just going through life once more with, without the whole perspective, which means you have to effort more to like, you know, I'm from Connecticut and it gets icy and shit. And, you know, you got to like scrape the windshield or you got snow on top of your, on your windshield and you literally can't see. So you're driving or you're efforting to try and move, to try and not make life harder for yourself or crash into somebody or do something. So healing for me in this last year has been clearing my windshield. And in clearing my windshield, it opened my heart up to receive massively a richness in relationships. Like, I just got to shout out Stephanie Bermudez for helping me land here in Tucson. Uh, Kendall Foster, Michael Tucker, like, they're, like Q over at Ruckus Room. Like, there's so many individuals that just believed in me and my intentions and how we were landing like Annalise, Ashley Stewart, like Shama, yeah. like Kevin Anderson, like shout out to Kevin Anderson. And I think they received me well because 
they could see my intentions, mm-hmm. even if I didn't have shit. I pedaled in 95 degree weather to go to Pursuit Fitness because Kevin Anderson was like, yo, bro, like, yo, whatever you need, like, let's chat. The homie. That man. That man. man. It's the energy and the recognition of that energy because when you clear your shit, you can move through potently, clearly, efficiently, and people receive you. They see you from what, they feel you for more of what you are through what you don't say. Fuck what you say. It's what you don't say. 90%. People are just like, man, you just feel good. I like to be in your energy. I want to be, I, I, I just love your energy. And I love asking people now, what does that mean to you? What's your definition of healing? Just real quick. I like that question <laughs> about energy. Because remember we had a, we had a download on what is good energy? What is, it's a Ooh. predominant positive state. Ooh. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because you're always positive the most of the time. Even if there's negative emotions, you move through them pretty mm. quickly. Thank you. Yeah. And that that's what a good energy is. Mm. So yeah, like heal back to healing is doing the work. Lean the fuck in. That's the that's the theme for the both of us last year. <sighs> LTFI, baby. LTFI. And for all my Les Brown fans, every day, every day. And he likes to say he's like it's hard changing your life. It takes courage to change your life. And that's the essence of leaning the fuck in. I've done a whole workshop on Health Freedom Academy, which if you guys haven't, it's on Mighty Networks. Go check that out as there are some of the most potent facilitators, Ruby Freeman, Dr. Dylan Mon, Dr. Darren Murphy, Dr. Jordan Bonham, like that are Daniel DiPiazza that are here just facilitating consciousness. Lou, he dropped some fire on uh, directing the movie of your life. And I'm saying this to say, taking and embodying courage, even though you're scared. I forget who said it, but it's like courage is even though you're scared, even though there's fear, you're still willing to get after it. You're still willing to take that next step. It's what's necessary in changing your life. Because on the other side of it is someone that you don't even know. The ideal self the energetic signature that you want to step into and chasing your personal legend. It requires you to move past through that which you are right now in this moment. Boom. And as you do that, it's a fucking bonus level. Go get your Mario mushroom. Because then you'll have the power, you'll have the empowerment. Because when you see the progress in how you're progressing and the lessons and the energy and you see that you have something tangible that's going to charge you. And my challenge to you is, as you step into that courage, can you recognize what's going right in your life? Oh. And more. Because there's what you're perceiving and what you're aware of, which comes through once more a clean and aware nervous system, so that way you can process things better. And it comes through being able to uh, pull in all that gratitude and continue to expand your perspective because there's other things that are beyond what you can't see, which is why community is good. I got people here in Tucson that see me and how I'm doing and how I'm moving. And they're just like, yeah, no, you're moving cleanly. And that's the highest level compliment that I could ever receive. Highest. High level. Integrity. Uh-huh. In the fucking. Yeah. That's it. And ooh, this is, this is good. Okay. A lot of people don't want to lean the fuck in because they create space for them to wiggle out. They create space to like distract themselves they create space or somewhere to they 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 hide or they put it to the side i'll do it tomorrow and once more there is no tomorrow there is no tomorrow like yo my ass is to the fire i got hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans to pay just got my shit kicked in hearts broken had no partner had all this in front of me like yo like there was no other option i had no other option the way i saw it there was no other option And not that that creates a scarcity mindset, but it creates an urgent mindset. Some people don't have to move because they're comfortable and because they have other resources that are just suspending them in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This came in. There is no other way. You cannot run away from the lessons. Oh, they were just keep repeating yourself. So if I think lean the fuck in is the only way. The only way is through 
Mm. The only way is through. And when we run away from the lessons, it will just keep repeating itself. Ooh. And it'll keep repeating itself and it'll keep repeating itself and probably will be more pain. Oh, there's going to be more it's, pain. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah. It is comfortable to stay in your comfort zone. But life is always the same. You're never going to change your life. And at what cost? At what cost? Versus lean the fuck in, whatever it is that's showing up in your life, the pain, the lessons that you need to embody, or going towards to the discomfort and going towards your dream. Mm. Takes courage. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're, you're shifting your timelines. This Ooh. is what I mean. This is what I mean. Our life path is being dictated by our decisions and our habits. Yes. And so if we're to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, without leaning in, without without using our will, our courage, without having faith, without believing ourselves, if we're just drifting with the, just drifting with the mass, what will happen is our life lifeline is static. It's very predictable. Mm. You can tell where you're going to be 10 years from now, mm. 20 years from now. Tomorrow. But the moment we change our habits, the moment we heal, we start healing, we start to heal, this is when we open up possibilities. Yeah. And most of the t- time, it's beyond your imagination. Ooh. It's like, this is my dream. I'm going towards my dream. I'm leaving the fuck in. And just from our own life, this past year blew our minds. It's beyond what we can imagine for ourselves so by leaning the fuck in because we shift fucking timelines. Ooh. That's what happened. Ooh. But if we didn't do, we didn't lean, lean in, we didn't do the body, work. we didn't do the fucking work. Our life is very, very predictable. And, and like you said, what, what's, like, at what cost? At what cost? It's not, it's not even worth it. So going all the way in, it's the only way. And it's by doing the work. Doing, I, yeah. I love this. You said something in pre-chat. Love your fear. Yep. Love your fear and take ownership of your reality. It takes cojones. It takes ovaries to be yeah. able to, because <laughs> ovaries are more, way more important than cojones. Both are important. <laughs> Dr. Danielle is coming on, so she's already starting to filter in. This is important <laughs> because when you take responsibility, or one of my favorite books is Extreme Ownership. Take extreme ownership for your life and how everything is happening in your life is because of you. Mm. The default reality that will keep occurring if you don't make a shift, if you don't change, if you don't take that leap of faith, if you don't quit your job, if you don't, whatever it is, leave that relationship, whatever it is. What's your default reality? Because when you shift your default reality, you are opening yourself, like Lou just said, to the new potentialities that are beyond your imagination. Uh huh. Uh huh. Go deeper with loving your fear. Why is that important? Ooh. And it all goes back to, uh, it's all part of healing. Loving our fear. Because for so, the, the majority of, of, the majority um, of us suppress our fear, disown our fear, Ooh. and just push it away. But it's like rejecting a part of ourself. <sighs> And that leads to more separation. Ooh. And healing, like Jamal said, and, and our mentor, Dr. Brad Jones said, is revealing your already wholeness. So healing is it's very much about integrating all parts of yourself. So how can we fucking heal if we keep rejecting ourselves? Mm. And keep, yeah, just keep that inner child quiet. Keep that parts of ourselves that we don't like quiet. Keep the fear quiet. And let's just numb. So loving your fear is caretaking your fear. Ooh. Meaning, meaning that take a good look at your fear because it's trying to tell you something. Yes. And where does that fear come from? Yes. Why and do so, I have why am I experiencing this? So I fear, let's say I fear intimacy with someone. Intimacy with all of my friends and my family, like having that deep connection. And so where does that fear come from? It comes from 
the trauma of abandonment. So by me loving that part of myself, by loving my fear, by loving that part of myself that was hurt and seeing it and listen, listening to it, to it, then I'll be able to move through it. Because love is everything. Love is, everything. Is, love is gravity. It's gravity. This motherfucker said that one day. He said, love is gravity. He's like, look at the sun. It's just shining there. And it's keeping everything or helping everything stay in organization and reorganization around it because it's just, it's just there. No expectation, no hidden agenda, no nothing. One thing that you said that I want to hit home a little bit more, you said uh, when you reject your fear or you run away from your fear or you suppress your fear or you don't acknowledge your fear and you run away from it, it's self-rejection. Bingo. With majority. <laughs> what? I love you, bro. <laughs> I love you too. With the majority of the deep wounds of the soul, they can come first from self. Self-humiliation, self-betrayal, self-abandonment, self-rejection. And then it goes to an external or it can go into an external reality that then you can't carry forward. And then you project upon everyone else around you because you refuse to acknowledge how yourself has abandoned yourself and how you've rejected yourself. And then, of course, your external reality is going to look the way it is because it's a reflection of your internal reality. George Spencer. Holy fuck. That's why it's so important to do the work. Mic drop. That's why it's so important to have community that can pick your ass up. Or if I'm in my shame, because the lowest vibration is shame. Keep in mind, shame yep, yep. and guilt. It's the lowest. It's uh, Dr. Jordan Bond recommended shame, uh, spiritual suicide. One of the greatest books I've ever read. Damn. It fragments yourself and went into disassociation and went into all these different emotions or these ener- the energy that then animates the body. Because if you keep choosing shame or guilt, well, then of course you're going to suffer. It's the, it's, the, it's the slowest vibration or for me, it's like in this moment, what's coming through, it's like energy and the energy or the emotions that you, to, that you choose to experience on the daily will expedite your life expression, your happiness, your joy, your expression, your manifestation of your dreams, your manifestation of your reality. And if you choose to pick anger, to, uh, suffering through depression, not that it's easy or anything to work through things, but it's worth it. It's worth it, man. I, I pray for everybody. That they have a worth it life. They never have an easy life. People are like, oh, I just want this to be easier. I was like, oh, man. I don't want to play. Do you? It's like, I don't want to play life on easy mode. There's no fat loots on easy mode. Because we see, we, see, we see life as a game, right? There's no loots. There's no, there's no good thing. There's no good shit on easy mode. It's like there is time for comfort zone recuperation all those things. However, I, play that you play, I pray that you play on a mode that is honoring for you. That you get the fat loots or the the joy, the gifts of life that are beyond your imagination. You get the community that you get to celebrate with when you guys do things together. You get to form relationships. You get to effort through each other. That's why I love my track boys forever. We went through workouts that were insane. Shout out to Coach Katie. Insane. Same thing with everyone, all my people at uh, Life University. And that's going through the process, the pledging of becoming a doctor. That's It's pledging. We're getting fire hose with information, bro. We got we to gotta make a decision, decide to move away from our homes and what we knew for what we can become and what we don't know. It comes through a decision. We're on legendary mode, baby. <laughs> we're on legendary mode. Because we're chasing our own personal legend. Mm-hmm. It's not from an ego perspective. No. It's from a divine purpose, alignment, and recognition perspective. Mm-hmm. This is big. Mm-hmm. And also, just going a little deeper on what you just mentioned of... I don't pray for you to live an easy life, but a worth worth it one. Because human beings are not designed to live comfortably. Ooh, go that on. Our bot. So the, this I this dropped in so clearly when I was uh, in the meta gym. Shout out to Dr. Brad Jones mm-hmm. in the meta gym, and um, where I was in the cold plunge. I was so uncomfortable. It's painful. Yeah, to be in there. But when I got out, I was like, oh, this feels great. And the same thing with, with the workouts. We go to the gym. It is not really pleasurable. It's like, no, like, oh, I love this. feels great. It's like, uh, like you're, you're really pushing yourself. And same thing with fasting. Same thing with chasing your dreams. That's bigger than what you are like currently, uh, your beingness now. But it's your vision of your future, of your best version of yourself. All of these things are not comfortable, mm. but 
the 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 feeling of the reward afterwards with your body, with your soul. That's yeah. That's, that's everything. Everything. That's everything. And then, if we choose to live "quote unquote" comfortably, we're just drifting,、mm. drifting. And then, and then that there's where that there's where all the depression comes from. Like it's living too comfortably, too comfortably, man. This is important. Your mind starts to go places. This is important. We talk about this. Do something hard every day. Do something difficult every day. In any of the domains of life, but one thing that we can constantly do is something physical: jump in cold water, take a cold shower, whatever it may be.、It's、your body designed to do. Yeah, push your push yourself, push your limits, because the trauma that you inflict upon yourself in the gym, for example, is also a reflection of the trauma that we can incur emotionally, yeah, spiritually. Both forms of trauma need recuperation, space, love. Tenderness and perspective to be able to heal from, but if we're not recuperating, well, then there's no gains.、Mm-hmm. If we're not recuperating and we're not analyzing, we're not healing from the emotional trauma. Well, then of course there's no spiritual or emotional gains. But as we do, literally, our space that we're able to heal and we're able to embody, and our energy, literally, that exudes from us, it magnifies.、Mm-hmm. This is massive because just as like we're getting that bicep curl, you know, and our muscle yeah, size grows, yeah, yeah. you can't put. Or it's tougher to put a lens or an understanding or see the growth emotionally and spiritually. But one way it manifests that I think that we've seen in our lives is how quickly we literally manifest something or call something into it's, our it's, reality. It's, it's crazy. We'll go to we'll talk about something. We'll go to sleep and it'll be there, or an next, opportunity will be there the next day, the next day, the, the next, next morning. <laughs> so this is a, this is an important concept. Write this shit down if you're listening. Okay. How can I recognize the emotional and the spiritual gains in my life? How can I recognize the intangible gains in my life? What are some cues? How is your energy shifting? How much capacity do you have? How much space can you hold、mm-hmm. in connecting to people that used to trigger you? How are you showing up around family and conversations? I think one of the biggest growths that you can appreciate is, say, you have that certain family member, that certain person, that certain coworker around. I imagine you're experiencing an emotional or spiritual gain, quote unquote, when you're able to stay more centered and at neutral when you're around them and what they're saying. If your old triggers are no longer triggering you to the extent or at all, you have advanced and progressed, baby. Snap for yourself. That's good. No emotional trigger. Like no, like yeah. Same. You learn the lesson. You learn the lesson because it was a lesson that triggers the teacher. The so teacher. are you paying the fuck attention?、Mm-hmm. Everything is energy.、Mm-hmm. We're here to learn about energy. We're energetic beings. We're energetic beings. Master your energy is the key. But once more, you aren't your emotion. Les Brown said this: We may be emotional, but we are not our emotions. <laughs>、mm, but who, who are we? What are you? Are Consciousness, you?、Huh? universe, energy, or what I love. Doctor Joe Dispenza talks about: you're the observer. Because once more, you're not your body, you're not your circumstances, you're not time, and you're not your emotions. However, these are important tools, markers, and things that we can pay attention to to important to reflect and appreciate our progress and what's alive inside us. It's a represent. It's it's a physical.、Uh, it's a physical. You're not your body, and it is also your body is also a physical manifestation of your soul. So, for me personally, now my evolution of my consciousness, like my next stage for my evolution, is actually physical,、mm. because that's a it allows me to be a clearer channel.、Mm. I am not my body, but it's a like you said, it's a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah, and this is important.、Uh, what Lou's referencing is he's more, I'll say, adept and sensitive to the upper three or four,、uh, the upper three chakras, or the three chakras that people are most familiar with in mind's eye, in crown, and in throat. And where he's venturing into is being more in his body. Meanwhile, I'm coming from putting so much effort into my body 
through track, through sports, through whatever it may be that I'm efforting to connect deeper to my psychic abilities of something of like, you know, what am I feeling in my body? How am I receiving information? Mm. That's important. A psychic ability is a sense. Yes. Back in the day, we used to have 360 senses. Now we have five, <laughs> six with proprioception and what we're sensitive to. Uh, I'm saying this to say, when you're able to understand where you come from, what you need to work on, life will present you opportunities and you can continue to do that work. And once more, if you link up with a homie that is a compliment to you, you guys are going to brew up a potent brew, a potent recipe, a potent formula of growth, of advancement, of whatever that may look like in literally however you want to grow. Mm. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Last question, bro. Ooh. Let's tie a bow to this. Let's tie this bow to this. So a quick recap. We did talk about your journey, your story, and we talked about um, healing. Yes. We talked about shame. Mm. We talked about lean the fuck in. Yeah. And last question is, in the process of leaning the fuck in, what are some uh, tips, some strategies that you've used to help you navigate it? Like how, how do you navigate through your fears, your insecurities, the discomfort? Mm. Start with fear. Like any strategies that you can, um, anything that on fear, like how, 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 how do people overcome that? How Ooh. do people overcome fear? Because fear is such a, in, like, enable us to take action. This is good. This is a really good question. It's like, there's two aspects to addressing fear. One, there's the, what you're doing in the moment. So you feel the fear of something and giving yourself permission, encouraging, inspiring yourself to still do that thing. Whatever you're scared of, there's probably some truth in there for you and something that you can benefit from. Now, can you train yourself? Can you get a rep in and navigating the uncomfortability, navigating the unknown? That's a rep in itself. It's a muscle. It's an intangible muscle of being able to move through something that's uncomfortable so can you give yourself the, the capacity to do that as, as I've efforted to do that more starting once more from wherever, whatever viewpoint in my life. But my favorite thing is like being in my first quarter of chiropractic school, running down in front of the other 205 chiropractic students in my uh, class to effort to connect to them and want to inspire them and want to pour into them, be the class rep. I had to get down there after talking to Alex Alvarez and be like, yo, bro, hype me up. Once more, oh, boom, community. Sprinting down there and be like, attention, everybody. And everyone being like, what's this motherfucker going to say? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so getting a rep in being uncomfortable has been something that I've gotten really good at because love, love that. now I can jump in cold water. Now I can do whatever because it's, it's action. life is cumulative. Your actions are cumulative mm. in any of the eight domains of life. And then in a non-action-y action -y, or like being in the moment you can reflect upon before and or after i'd imagine both are are beneficial what am i scared of why is that there and you're able to examine the fear you're able to, how can i love this more how can i appreciate this more how can i extract the lesson from this if you're able to ask these questions you're going to be able to dissect the fear and then shout out to tim ferris uh, for this because fear mapping is one of the most potent things that I've ever done. So go to his YouTube or his Ted talk fear mapping as that's so important as it's so potent because you can literally dissect and you can amplify that, which is there. If your fears were to even come into reality and construct strategies and how you can move through it and how you're not going to die. Mm -hmm. I imagine at least for some of them, I mean, if it comes to like, you know, I don't know, Insert, insert here where you can actually die. Well, that's it's different to consider. Oh, ooh, ooh, I got, I got something to channel here. Okay. Um, yeah, you're gonna, you're not gonna die. So, people often say we fear the unknown. That like people often say that like, that's the that's the that's the one fear that we have is we fear the unknown. Yes. Um, we fear death because that death is basically the the unknown. And I, I um. I heard this from a spiritual teacher, Teal Swan. Shout yes. out to her. We'd love to interview her sometime. She said, uh, we don't fear the unknown. We fear our projection of the unknown. Mm. And our projection is often comes from our experience of the past. People are just scared. Well, what's actually scared? Their ego is going to die. Mm. Their concept of self is going to die. Whatever the fuck they knew to themselves to be, is going to die. Mm -hmm. 
So that's that's I imagine what's generating a part of that fear. The attachment of your identity. Ooh, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the death. That's the that's the only that's the only death. It's like a I don't even know how to. It's like a metaphysical. It's like an energetic death. It's a ooh. It's a death of perspective. Uh huh. So until you're able to experience work through and see that you're going to be good through an ego death, well, once you go through one ego death, you're like, oh, I did this already. Everything else gets smaller. Once more, global consciousness. Mm-hmm. And you become unstoppable. Nice. Yeah. And we've both had many ego deaths over the past year. Yeah, it's a fun time. <laughs> One last time. Yes. Um, yeah. Then you'll be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. From yourself. Or at yourself. least a little bit better. Yeah. Because there's no, the small self. Because mm. mm. you're tapping deeper into what is and what you are. Mm-hmm. The, the grandeur of it. Because when you move with that bigger perspective, once more, you can tackle more things because you have more awareness. And in more awareness comes more strategies. And then when there, when there is no fear of quote unquote ego death or death anymore, there's no fear of life. There's no fear in, I in, hear in that. Fully li- what I mean is in fully living, like living fearlessly. Yes. Yes. And I hear that and it's like, there's no fear in what may stop you from experiencing more life. Cause life isn't just the good shit. It's, it's everything uh-huh. good and bad are all relative, but can you experience everything? However your life is going to be, if you were to see your life from beginning to end, would you change anything? No. And when I imagine you're in a space like that, life's going to become a game. It's going to become more rich and delicious and what's more worth living. Mm-hmm. Amen. Ooh. Well, y'all, thank you for listening to another episode of Soul Coffee. If this resonated with you, please share this with whoever needs to hear this, especially if they're struggling, they're stuck, they need to move through fear, they want some community, they want some energy, they want some strategies, they want something, they just want connection. Share this with them. And if this resonated with you, leave a five-star review because your boy's trying to get a little bit more traction so we can impact more people. Uh, we got... June is going to be fire. Got Dr. Danielle Cornelius, who literally just entered the building, about to dive in with her. We're going to have Brett Jones on. We're going to do a three-way conversation on diving deeper into his journey, his story, and what it feels to be shadow banned as he's just a dog and he's just getting better and better. And there's going to be other gems as I'm excited to produce two to three episodes a week of soul coffee. Once more, this upgraded audio is supercharging to me, y'all. We have a recuperation workshop for anyone here in Tucson. It's going to be... It's going to be June 15th at 6.30 at The Source. Hell important. It's a community event. Anyone that wants to join, please shoot us a message. Give the front desk a call. Uh, I'll put information in the uh, show notes. And we're also going to be doing more workshops. Example A, uh, I'm doing a workshop with Dr. Evan over at the Ruckus Room. Shout out to the Ruckus Room. And taking care of their people in a functional movement sense. So if you would find that to be valuable in working through an injury, if you have any questions for natural health, whatever it may be, the Source team is here to connect, to provide in all things so in the meantime enjoy the fuck out of life i trust that you enjoyed this episode of soul coffee and we'll see y'all next week peace peace